for tuning in to the Remodel Church Podcast. We hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks, EJ. It's good to see everybody. Hey, uh, I just want to start this morning off with a story about 16 or, or 17 years ago, uh, we went on a little hunting trip, me, me and a buddy, Steve, it's my cousin, Steve, and, and I lived at a different location then, and, and uh, the evening before, I had kind of, there's some property by where I used to live that I really didn't have permission to, to hunt on at the time, but back then, deer wasn't as easy to, to kill as they are now. But anyways, I, I had went back there, and I'd actually borrowed a .22-250, a gun from him, and, and I'd killed one, and man, all these deer come in right there in the middle of town where I was, and and I just asked him, and I told him about it. I said, man, I said, you wouldn't believe the deer that, that came, came in. And so he's like, well, do you want to go, go tomorrow? I was like, yeah. I said, come on. So he got his climbing stand, and I got my climbing stand. And, and we, we went out there that evening, and, and we snuck across the fence. We went out there, and the trees, there were pine trees, probably about six, eight foot apart, real close together. And I knew which direction the deer was coming from, anyways, out of the thicket. So we got our stands on the trees, and, and I was done up probably about 15 foot. And, and he, was, he was having a little trouble. He, he was bigger than I was, and, and he, was, he was climbing up the stand, or climbing the stand up the tree, and I was sitting there watching him and kind of probing him to come on, you know, making fun of him a little bit. And, and then all of a sudden, he was about 15 foot, and, and the bolts on that stand, they were the, it was a little cheap stand, and, and the bolts were probably 16th of an inch, eighth inch, something like that, and they snapped. And he fell 15 foot out backwards and, and landed right on his wrist, his hands, and his, and his head, and broke both of his wrists. Just sounded like you just broke a limb in two. And he was flopping, and he couldn't breathe. And, and I, I literally, I remember jumping out of my stand. I didn't even turn around and get out. I was probably 15 foot up too. And I jumped all the way out of my stand. I grabbed a limb of a tree that was close and swung to the ground and I got down there with him and he just, and all he could say was go get help, go get help. So I was freaking out. So I ran and I jumped the fence and I, I didn't have cell phone then. And, and I got the phone and it was a wireless phone. And I went out and I stand in the yard and a lady come by and, and I waved. I said, ma'am, I said, look, I, I said, I've got 911 on the phone. Uh, kind of wait for him here. I said, my buddy, my cousin fell out of the tree stand and, and he's back there. And I said, I've got to go back there. And I said, it's straight through that field, through that fence and, and we'll be over there. And so I took off back to Steve and the time I got there and he, he had told me he, he heard something in his back and his, his wrists were bent. And I knew, I knew his wrists were broke at the least. But thinking about this story, uh, as as we end up the series on selfless this week and and it's persevering through struggles and uh the thing is 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 sometimes we we bring things on ourselves sometimes a lot of times as a matter of fact many of the struggles that we're faced with are self-inflicted and the thing is is you got to ask yourself why and then you got to ask yourself what do you learn from this? And one of the things that, 
the first things we did when we asked why, I got to thinking about it during this message. I said, well, it's just because we was in a hurry. Just because we knew that there was deer there and, and we knew there was other people that knew that and we was trying to get them and we was wanting fresh meat and we was wanting that excitement. And so we just got in a hurry. And then, and then I asked myself, well, what did we learn from this? One is, you've always heard to wear a safety harness when you climb a tree. And if had he done that, he wouldn't have fell out and he wouldn't have been with his hands on pillows for at least 12 weeks. And uh, I remember um, I was actually driving a trash truck at the time. And uh, I remember he would ride with me in the trash truck and just to get him out of the house. His wife was working. And, and, uh, and so he was in there with pillows. All he could wear was sweatpants and, and pull on shoes. And he, he couldn't do nothing. And uh, I remember all this. And, and it could have been avoided. It could have been avoided just if we had uh, made some other decisions. You know, that tree stand was cheap. And he should have never been on it in the first place. And, and as I could see him struggling, maybe I should have said, Hey, hey, wait, wait a minute, Steve. Go, go back down the tree. But you know what? God got us through that. And he's alive today, and, and, uh, and he's, he's healthy. And, you know, he hasn't been in a tree stand since. But the truth is, is I'm just using this as an example because we have struggles in our lives and things happen in our lives from bad decisions, things we do that can affect us and it can affect the, the others around us. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come, come to you this morning, God, and just, just asking for a message or something that will touch our hearts, God. And I just ask that you be with everyone in this room, God, and be with those, those folks that aren't here that just weren't able to make it this morning. Let them know that they were missed and that we love them. God, I just ask you to go with us and just keep us strong and just make us continue to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, so many times in life... I think we selfishly and, and purposely, we'll kind of we'll build a wall between us and God. And we'll build a wall between God and the rest of the world. And I don't know why, why, do, why we decide to do this. I don't know why we can't change our habits a little more. But the truth is, sometimes we're just a little bit selfish. And the truth is, sometimes we're just a little bit lazy. And, and after working a long week staying gone for three or four days or three or four weeks at a time and coming home, you know, you, you want to take that time that you've got to do something that's really fun, something that you want. Or we want to use this time to do what your kids want or, or spend this time with your husbands and wives and let's do what they want. And we give in so many times. And what we're doing is each time we do this, we're, we're growing a little bit further away from God. And each time we... We decide to do something worldly instead of something godly. We're placing a brick here, a stone here, a block here. And before you know it, you can barely see over the wall. And you're feeling like you're really losing focus of God. And then before you know it, you lose sight of God. You lose sight of God and you find yourself jumping to grab the top of that wall and, and pulling yourself up so you can see over. Because you know, you know what you should be doing. But yet we're consumed by the things, the desires that aren't from God. And so many times we want to take the, the, the path of least resistance. 
So many times we want to take the easy way. I know, I know at work we've got, we've got a rule that says you can't walk in any kind of mud. If it's deep at all, you can't walk in any kind of mud. And the reason is is because we take these great big boulders and we turn them into all different sizes, shapes, rocks, all the way down to sand. And during this process, around the plant, rocks fall off, and you've got loader buckets and backhoes and stuff that's carrying stuff to and from, and, and this dropping rocks the size of golf balls, baseballs, basketballs. And then you've got water hoses that keeps underneath the conveyors clean. And what happens is that it'll silt in a lot of times, and it looks like it's kind of dry, and it looks like there's nothing there. But then you can take off walking in it, and you'll sink a foot, and you might catch the side of a rock the size of a softball and, and roll your ankle and twist it and break it or, or break a knee. And during this time, you're not just hurting yourself. During this time, you're hurting the guys you work with because while you're not there, they're going to have to pull your weight. They're going to have to come in, and they're going to have to take care of you. Not only that, your family at home. If you can't come to work and, and you, can't, you can't provide for them, then, then what are you doing? But so many times, so many times in life, this is how we do. So many times in life, we, what we do is, is we affect other people by not living godly. We affect other people by the wrong sets of examples. So the truth is, we cannot be godly example when we are living an ungodly life. So in doing that, you're affecting all the people around you. Maybe God wants you to reach your mom and dad. Maybe God wants you to reach your cousins, your brother, your sisters, those people at work. But if we're not living a godly life, that's not going to happen. Isaiah 26.4 says, Trust in the Lord forever. For in God, the Lord, we have an everlasting rock. You know, he knows we're going to mess up. He knows we're going to make mistakes. But the good thing is, is God is always there. Jesus is always there. All you've got to do is just reach out and talk to him, and he's there. In Hebrews 5.12, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, but yet you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. You see, so many times in life, we, we know, maybe from a child just out of high school, you've been raised at church and, and you know the good things to do. And you know how you should be living life and you know how you should be an example. But so many times we lose focus. And, and so many times we, we just simply forget the way. And then doing that, we create problems. Not only for us, again, but for those, for those around us. And, and in doing this, we find ourselves in the middle of these struggles. But the good news is that God can use our struggles to make us stronger. The good news is that God is not going to give up on us. God's going to make us the person that we need to be as long as we let Him. As long as we give in to what he wants us to do. See, I said a few weeks ago is 
is when we're in these struggles, God, that's when God carves away the, the sin in our lives. And God, God uses us then to, to make a different kind of desire, not a desire for the world, but more of a desire for Him. And in doing so, He gives us the opportunities to be testimonies for people. He gives us the opportunity to become teachers again. He gives us the opportunity to bear fruit for Him again. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So, when do we search for God the most? When do we really need God? Is it not during our struggles? That's when we need God, when we're struggling. When we're struggling at home, when we're struggling financially, when, when we're struggling with a, a disease or a sickness, a, a cancer, or when, when we're whatever, whatever the reason is. But you see, the thing is, if God gives in just like that every time, if every time we look to God and during our struggle, and if He just heals us, if He gives us what, us want, what, what we want right away, then we're not ever going to learn and mature as a Christian. We're not going to be able to mold ourselves better for, for, for the life for God. And it's just like a child or a kid that mom and daddy always pays for everything they got or every time they're in trouble, mom, daddy, grandma, grandpa comes and bails them out and this and that. You see, a lot of times that child's not learning responsibility. And a lot of times further down the road, something bad's going to happen. But if we can get the shoe on the right foot now and we can start letting God mold us during our times of need and in our struggles, then we're going to be okay. Hebrews 5.8 says, Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. You see, sometimes he just allows us to suffer. We make the decisions... So many times we bring it on ourselves. But that's where we learn to, to be obedient to God. That's where we learn in a different way to, to start to bear fruit for others. Because if we struggle and we get through these things and we allow God to mold us, then we're going to have the stories to reach our friends. God uses our stories to change people's lives. Good or bad? Write this quote down. When you're going through the struggles, you are growing through the struggles. Again, when you are going through the struggles, you are growing through the struggles. As I was thinking about this message, I was standing out on the porch and, and, I, and I was looking down off to the side, kind of down towards the creek, and, and I got to thinking about a garden. And the first garden I ever made, the only garden I ever made. And I wasn't sure really how to start. I, I thought I wanted to do this. And so I knew Troy and Cielo lived close by, and, and Cielo, she's, she's got a green thumb. She's, she's really good. So I made Cielo my, my go-to person. And Cielo come over, and she kind of 
showed me what she would do. And I remember we got the tiller from Troy and CLO, and it had this big electric motor on it, and you had to plug an extension cord into it, something that Troy could come up with. And uh, me and Dayton were out there, and we were tilling up this spot, going back and forth. And I remember under that grass, I was like, how are all these rocks here? You can't even see them. But we tilled and tilled and tilled, went back and forth. And, and we threw these rocks out, and we threw these roots out, and, and it was starting to come together. And then I remember Cielo coming over, and she kind of showed us how to lay this out and kind of plant things. And, and I remember her, she got down on her hands and knees right beside me, was showing me how to do the squash hills and all this and all that. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is pretty good. Next day or two, that's the coolest place the dogs could find to lay down. They went over there, and they was digging up the onions, and they were getting to the cool dirt, and they were laying down. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So me and Dayton got out there, and, and we, we built a fence all the way around this little garden. And I was like, all right, things are going our way now. And I don't know what happened or if I watered it too much or if I didn't water it enough, and, and she'd give me pointers here and there, and I would call her, and she'd come by occasionally and look, even when I wasn't there, and... And it was, uh, it was pretty much a disaster. I mean, but even though we did all this work and, and did all this stuff and all this hard things, the struggle to do this, I, I still remember I did have some pretty um, bell peppers that come off. And I was like, man, and we had a few okra. And then we did get some squash and just a few onion. So I got to thinking, you know, even though... We did all this, and it wasn't what, what I wanted. I still learned something. Yeah. I still, now if I had to do it myself, I could probably get started a little bit. And even for someone that's never done it, I might could even help them. I might could even give them a little pointer or two. But the truth is, I haven't done it since because it was just too hard. I didn't want to spend the time. That was about the time I started working off, and, and when I'd come in, I was like, I don't want to do that. I'd rather sit in there and watch TV. I'd rather go out on the deer lease. I'd rather do everything but that garden. And you see, so many times, that's how we do God in life. You just don't want to. You just don't feel like it. You just don't have time for Him. But yet when we're struggling, but yet when we need Him, He's always there. He's always there. And not only that, is I know that uh, if, if I wanted to do this again and I couldn't do it, that Cielo loves me enough, and I believe that she would be right back over there, and she would get down beside me again, and she would help me with this garden, and she would help me with these uh, squash hills. But you know what? Jesus does the same thing. If we need him, he's going to come in. And Jesus isn't afraid to get messy in order to reach us. He's not. He's not afraid to leave the multitude to go after one sinful person that's possessed, that's crazed, that's a sinner. It doesn't matter what he smells like. It doesn't matter how much money he makes. It doesn't matter what he's got going for him. He still loves you. No matter where you're failed or what you're going through. 
Deuteronomy 8.2 says, And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you, to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep His commandments or not. Whether you would keep His commandments or not. He knows we're not going to keep His commandments all the time. He knows we're going to struggle. He knows that your mind's going to stray. He knows that you might take something you shouldn't. You might have a a terrible thought about something that you shouldn't. He knows all of these things already. You see, selfless is the name of the series. And the definition of selfless is concerned with the needs and wishes of others than one's own self. A lot of times we're greedy people. It's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. We want to better ourselves. So the question is, most of the time, when we're struggling, when we're down, when we're going through the wilderness, who do we feel sorry for the most? Ourselves, that's right. And you know what? As long as we're down in the dumps, and when we're at our lowest low, that's when the devil's at his high. That's when he's got you down and he's grinning and he's poking and he's prodding and he's telling you, I told you so. But you know what? That's, that's the time when you need to shine. That's the time when we've got to learn to be an example. Because all we've got to do is we've got to reach out and we've got to talk to, to God and we've got to glorify God. And the book tells us, if God is with us, then who can stand against us? And the truth is, no one. God's the, he's the boss gobbler, if you will. He's the goose that flies in front of the V. No one's going to take his place. And the devil don't stand a chance. But not only that, at these times when you, when you do that, and when you persevere through your struggles... When you find the ability to, to reach out and, and you find the ability to shine, that's when you're going to change people. That's when your stories are going to reflect. That's when God grabs a hold of you and uses you like you'll never believe. During this, you're going to be an example for the world that you never would thought was possible. But we've got to change our mind. We've got to change our way of thinking the way God wants us to. You see, last week EJ spoke about being bold. He talked about how it's so easy for us to to stand up, to fight, to yell, to scream, to get nose and nose with somebody about something that's stupid, something that don't even matter in this world. But yet, how bold are you when it comes to talking to your friends about God? How bold are you when it comes to talking to your coworkers about God? It's hard to do. It's still hard for me to do sometimes because every person is different and you don't know what they're thinking. But like EJ said, if you want to, God will use you. He will give you the words. No, no matter how dumb you may think it sounds, it may come out different to those people you're trying to reach. 
Look, if you're tired, if you're tired of getting your feet muddy, then get out of the dang mud and take a different path. Quit stepping in it. Quit going the same way. If you really want to change, then you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone and you're going to have to veer off and you're going to have to take another direction. Because if not, you're going to keep doing the same things day in, day out, messing up again and again. If you're tired of this wall growing between you and God, then kick it down. Knock it out of the way. Find the life that you desire. Find the way that you want to go. Because the same God that allowed Samson to pull those pillars down after his hair was cut, he spoke out and he asked God, just give me the power, give me the ability. And he pulled. And he brought the pillars down. And that same God will get you through your struggles today. That same God will make you persevere anything that you need to. That same God will show you how to love. That same God will show you how to repent. That same God will show you how to be humble. But all you've got to do is you've got to buckle down and you've got to decide, okay, God, here I am. This is what I want in life. This is what I'm here for. I want to be an example for my children. I want to be a leader for my family. I do love my coworkers. And yes, God, use me. Where are you at today? What is your struggles? Quit feeling sorry for yourself and allow God to use you. He is so powerful and He is such a loving God. enjoyed the podcast today. If this has impacted you and you would like to help us to continue to reach others, please text GIVE to the number in the description. For more information about us and our ministry, go to theremodeledchurch.com.